It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to Five Things, the podcast where we bring on my favorite funny people and ask them five things. I'm your host, Rosh Abdullah. Five Things is presented by Bad Dog Theater. Bad Dog Theater is a Toronto comedy school and improv theater devoted to unscripted performance. They host classes and shows in person and online. Check out baddogtheater.com to get tickets or enroll in class today. Five Things, it's a it's an improv warm-up game. It's used to get performers out of their head. Uh, one performer will ask another to list five things from a category. Usually try to do it as fast as you can. Take your time here. We are going to play five things with our guest today. Uh, we've got today, we, we've got writer, comedian, filmmaker, Bita Judaki. Hi! <laughs> I'm laughing because you got so excited about the music. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, I I guess uh, it's weird as in. It's like usually put in in post, post right? right? I'm just yeah. like never here for the music. <laughs> you were like, oh, okay. Vita, welcome to Five Things. Are you ready for your warm-up question? Yes. Okay, this one, <laughs> you were... you're an enigma to me. Like that whole like enigma wrapped in that. What is that? Why you look so shocked? I don't know, cause I don't, just go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love, I love you. I just can't ever read you, or like you'll say something. What? And I'm like, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can't read a what? What? I'm just like shocked and appalled. But go on. <laughs> I think it's a nice thing, but you're you're a mystery to me. So I want to know what are five mysteries uh, of the world you would like to know the answer to. Oh, okay. Um. 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 Oh fuck! <laughs> what are five mysteries of the world Ooh, that I want to know answers to? I guess like, oh, is there um, life after death? Oh, good one. Um, um, and what does that mean? Like, what is life like? The same kind of thing, and just a different, or is it this idea yeah, of like, heaven and hell? Do our souls live on? You know, do we, do we still get to, um, you know, when like, uh, mediums talk to dead people, like, yes. is that real? <laughs> yeah. Do you believe it's real? I don't know. There's some things that have convinced me it is, but then, yeah. And then my more logical brain is like, no, you dummy. It's not real. You know? Why? Why what? Why can't it be real? <laughs> I don't know. Cause it's just like, that's just too... That's just not 
I don't know. You know, I don't, I, I don't have the answers. And that's why I said that. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> panic. I went to a medium once because a friend went and it was like a fun thing to do. And um, <laughs> she was speaking. She was a medium. So she was supposedly speaking to my ancestors or, or yeah, I guess ghosts or folks in the other realm, um, yeah. which I don't know my family. So she could have said it was anyone and I couldn't fight her on it. But yeah. one thing was she was kind of like putting on an accent. <gasps> <laughs> was she guessing where you were from? Uh, I can't remember if she, no, I think she like fully, at, or, or you know what? I think she like Googled me and then kind of was like, I hear bombs. Like I hear, <gasps> yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then she was putting on accent, but she was also being like, I, I, I see a name starts with an M. Like I, I see a name that starts with an M. And I was like, they're they're not telling you their full name like that's kind of weird that they'll just be like my name starts with an m and that's all you get and she was like oh it's in a different language like i can't pronounce it but she was uh, translating everything that they were saying so i was like it's not their name yeah and so i was like oh they speak english like there's english in the outer <laughs> like they don't they know english over there and she was like there's no such those languages don't exist in that that like it's just it's not a thing but i was like but accents what? do <laughs> and you have to put it on like you have to and then at one point too, because my family's refugees, and she was kind of like, "Do you know where your your mom's side is?" And I was like, "No, we never. We don't know what happened to." Or like there was some. I was like, "We don't know." And then she's just like, "Sorry to say that they're all dead." Oh my! And God. I have this on recording. Like it's she records it, and it was just a really spooky day where it was thunderstorming for some reason. It was in her office, and you could hear in the recording like the wind and the thunderstorm in the window. And oh I was playing God. it for my friend because my friend had gone to her and was kind of like, "What did she say?" And I was playing it to her. And it was all like quiet and spooky and eerie and then it was just like your family is dead <laughs> and, and you just shit. hear me laughing <laughs> that is shocking yeah she needs yeah. to be charged with something <laughs> with racism. I paid her money for that I paid her money to tell me my family's dead and to put on a, a really a, a, an accent of my family in front of me that's so funny I don't know any of my family either so I feel like if they were like your aunt my ancestors would be like we don't know her we have nothing to say <laughs> who is she we can't help you <laughs> this that's my grandkid that's my no never seen her don't know her i think you should go actually just to see what she says maybe a bet to fund it and then we the same person Does yeah. she, is she still doing is she still around <laughs> yeah this is like Few last week ago, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was years ago for no, some reason is, i was bored in the winter <laughs> that's so funny hey you should go see what she says okay so what are the mysteries you want to know that was one. Oh god five i have to list five that's so many um <laughs> sorry you're like so over improv <laughs> i i actually hate this improv game okay <laughs> <laughs> Really? I feel like it's so low stakes. There's no like body movement. You just have to come up with some random. I'm like, oh, five things? Really? Okay. <laughs> five? It really is. I don't know if it is early for you or you just don't like comedy. For <laughs> <laughs> hate no. podcasts. Or I just hate five things. Okay. Um, what game do you like? No, no. But we're playing it. Yeah, okay. I'm not. I'm just asking you when I'm allowed to use five no! mysteries of the world. 
I hate this, but we're going to do it. It helps me grow as a person. Um, you never um, want just like, even in your everyday life, like what happened to my breakfast belt that I never finished the other day or like okay, wait, the wait, dinosaurs. Wait. You don't want to know any. I haven't, I haven't. Um, like, I want to know about aliens. Like, are they real? What do they look like? When are they coming? Have they already been here? Uh, they confirmed it, haven't they? Not like a hundred percent. I guess they have, but I just want to know more. I want to know like, what do they look like? And are they already here? And why aren't they communicating more with us? There's a theory I heard once that was like, uh, if you go scuba diving, if you're a scuba diver and you go into a reef and you know, there's supposed to be underwater sea life there. Like there's a whole coral reef there. So, you know, there's a whole like bunch of fish, but when you're scuba diving, you don't see any of them. There's nothing around, uh, you know, they're kind of like hiding because they're not there, but their environment, their ecosystem is there. It's because there's a larger predator around that they're hiding from. So, from, yeah, like exactly. Yeah. They're hiding from the, the diver, right? right? So it's this, or it could be like a shark, right? Like maybe you're not the predator, but there's a shark around. So they're actually hiding from that and you're in danger. Yeah. But some people have the same sort of theory with extraterrestrials, where it's like if they haven't contacted us yet there's some larger there's a reason for it that's maybe a dangerous um also the idea that with i like the i've i prescribed to the notion that it's like if they would have contacted us already they would have um so there's like there's some reason or they have been doing it like they've been doing for whatever but uh that it's like if they were going to destroy us they would have destroyed us oh oh okay that's good to know <laughs> I'll take that. It's 100. When is true. it gonna happen? I just like I'm bored and I want. <laughs> to... I just want to be annihilated. I just really don't want to go to dinner on Tuesday. Come by Monday, please. I really, I really want to get out of something. I just want to know like the truth, you know. Um, what else? Oh my gosh. Um, oh, I want to know like what happened to the friends I had in like um in daycare. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah. That is a nice one. I forget all their names, but I still have their pictures. (laughs) (laughs) That really, (laughs) you really like that. (laughs) You're like a macabre addict. When I say like you're a mystery to me, it's like you're so um, giddy and like full of laughter, but you're so dark at the same time. (laughs) That's what Ah. I like. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I do wonder what happened to someone. I, I have the one person that I have a friend who's always like, uh, I can find anyone on the internet. <gasps> if you want that... you want to know someone long lost, like I'll find them. And what? I have one friend from grade three, Vicky Doe. My friend, that's her real I, name? That's her name, Vicky Doe. I, I remember hmm. it. And uh, I would I would like to, if I was to be like, where is this one person? Just want to know what she's up to. She's really nice. Hope she's well. That's it. Don't want to know even any, it's like, did this ever happen? Don't know. Don't remember anything. Just like, it's the only name I remember. I think so. If someone's to be like, who's a name I can find them. Like, Get your go. friend to find them. Your yeah. weird friend. <laughs> <laughs> Who can find anyone. Sorry. If you're listening, I'm sorry. They claim. I mean, yeah. They're not a detective. Like that's not their occupation. What they say. Cause I, they've said this to me and I've said Vicky Doe. And yet here I am without any. <laughs> oh my gosh outed as a liar on live <laughs> national television. <laughs> Thinking if you're out there, call in. 
Okay, that's a nice mystery. Okay, yeah, so that's three. Um, number four. Fucking mystery. You, you, um, you were shocked about what I, the general, like the first impression I got of you. Would you like to know other people's first impression of you or you'd rather not? I think it would destroy me as a person <laughs> if I knew. <laughs> it's always so weird to hear how people perceive you. You know, yeah. I got like my hit, like I, when I met with like an agent once, she was like, <laughs> she was like, I think you could be like, um, <laughs> what'd she say? Oh yeah. The, the friend of a person who like of the girl who was just murdered. <laughs> <laughs> you totally look like someone who just found a body. You could rock that role. We'll get you a CSI. We'll get you one. All the CSI. But it no. is funny when agents do tell you to your face what type they see you as. And I know. I didn't need this, but they're just being like, but oh. But you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're totally the snarky bartender. Oh my God, we got to get you in for that. And like, okay. is, that your, is that your type? Yeah, I'm the, yeah, I'm the like, uh, I hate it because it's, I don't, don't want to say I hate it. It's just more like it's, um, it's not offensive, but it's a, it's a stereotype that we, I feel like as women, we're like always trying to break this thing, but then it's like, these are the roles you're going for. It's like, oh, you're the cool girl. You're like, yeah, this this, this sarcastic bartender who, and it's mm-hmm. like, these are such bad tropes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mine is like, you're traumatized. (laughs) (laughs) What a trope. (laughs) Trauma girl. (laughs) Token traumatized woman. Uh, That's nice to hear. Did that count as one? (laughs) Of course it counted, yeah. Okay. That you didn't want to hear that, yeah. (laughs) Would you like to know this mystery? Never. Never. Okay, the last one. Um, the last one. Oh, I'd like to know if things actually happen for a reason or if it's all just random. Mm, what do you think? I think it's just random. But I'd like to believe it happens for a reason. Have you ever had things happen that you were like, that was way too much of a coincidence? Do you, Like, there's ever times where you kind of are like, what's going on is like the system or someone, you know, some uh, thing going I on? Can, I can only think of like, um, like when I'm thinking about someone and then they call or text or something. It's mm. only, those are, what about you? But yeah, you? Uh, I don't think things happen for a reason. I don't think like everything happens because mm-hmm. it was predetermined. Uh, in high school, I took a philosophy class and one way that it was described, which I, I liked, I don't know if I could subscribe to it, but it was just a nice way of putting it that I was like, okay, this kind of makes more sense of this like, everything happens for a reason thing was uh in philosophy there's obviously different ways to think of it and there's like predeterminism which is everything happens for a reason and there's that chaotic uh everything is random and chance and nothing is predetermined and then the way that they described it was like one is um your parents ask you if you want to go for ice cream and you have a choice whether you want to go or not that yes or no is your free will um predeterminism is your parents take you to you're gonna have ice cream that day no matter what they've decided and you're going and then there's this kind of in between where it's like your your parents are taking you to ice cream you're going you're going you're you're gonna be there but you get to choose what flavor you get Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just like a way to soothe my mind, but um, I don't uh, No, I think uh, I, I don't think everything happens for a reason, but sometimes, sometimes it's like what you said of like, you'll be thinking of someone and then they call it's, I just feel like, um, I don't know, energies people like sometimes if, okay, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that the moon controls like the tides freaking yeah. affect wolves and it has it impacts our menstrual cycles if something's that power it has some sort of force that powerful enough that we know that it affects all those things mm-hmm. so i i if that's the moon i think like the planets also have some sort of like gravitational pull or something that i think it's all like energy and it affects us how okay. so i don't know but i don't i think it's like energy wise and so it's like you're not really like asking the universe for specific things it just kind of feels these like positive or whatever energies and um, there's like attraction in that way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. One way to say, I'm into astrology. <laughs> <laughs> Are no, you I really? Don't know. Uh, yeah, I like. Uh, I I mean, I believe like the planets exist. I don't. I don't believe like the horoscopes. It's like if you're a Taurus, this applies to every single Taurus in the world. I just. I, Can just I guess think, your sign. Yeah, go ahead. Oh shit. Um, Aries. That's my moon. <gasps> okay. Um, Taurus. Yeah. It's <laughs> probably the one that I just mentioned. <laughs> I'm an improviser, but I'm not that good. Out of the 12, I can't. <laughs> I'm going to go with the one that I am. <laughs> Should I guess yours? Yeah, sure. Okay. I don't know anything about. I don't know. I don't know the other ones. Uh, are you, would you say that you are, uh, like, you, do you know the Karis? Jurisdicts of yours mm-hmm. okay so do you do you agree with them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um okay well i don't know why i asked all that because it's gonna be a random throw in the dark guess are you scorpio <laughs> no are you capricorn no okay what are you <laughs> I'm just I'm just naming things. I, could, I could keep Stick going of it already yeah i'm, I'm a cancer i'm a cancer okay okay yeah. yeah i don't know what i was going off of <laughs> besides them you sounded uh very conv- like like you did you i just convinced you knew everything about astrology i i know that i was listing them <laughs> so, <laughs> like if you ask me what a scorpio is i don't know what's uh okay oh, cancer is the like really emotional one and uh i know you say so you're born in, oh so you your birthday it just happened it happened how yeah. old did you turn my ask if you're like if you want to share 34 and how do you feel about that are you one of those people who love growing at birthdays getting older you hate it um i don't love it <laughs> why i don't know i don't know i don't know it's just such you, a big age do you have a favorite age that you were um not really do you um yeah, 18 was a good year. Uh, 19 was a good year. 20 was a good year. Why? I I feel like I it was like when my life sort of started because I was so sheltered and just like kind of like at home all the time. And then it was like I went to university, made friends, traveled. Ah, like that. oh yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, those are exciting yeah. years. Cool. Yeah. I was excited, Bita, to get you on because uh, every time I talk to you, I 
ask you questions and you never have any idea what the answers are. And I was like, great. I, I wonder how this is going to work. <laughs> All I will have for you today is five oh questions. Oh my God. And you hate, you hate <laughs> it. <laughs> Because it's all about you. I feel like you're having an existential crisis when I put you on the spot asking questions. I know. I am. Do you feel like you know yourself well? Or is it just that you don't... Like, do you take the time to ask yourself these questions? uh, Or not these specific questions, but when you're sort of alone, do you feel like you know yourself? Or is it something you don't think about? Um... Sorry, another question <laughs> on the podcast called Five Things. Stupid um, <clears throat> let me think. Yeah, I think I know myself, but they're just questions people ask where I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, and you don't need to. I have a friend who's a teacher, and he's like, I hate that we ask kids, like, what's your favorite color? And we really make them pick like we actually have to think you don't need to know like why do you have to have a favorite color why Why are you forcing people yeah making them think (laughs) that it's this thing that you like you have to have it and you need to know it and that it affects you in some way and that if you don't it's and it's fully put like you that's the thing that as your only job as a six-year-old is to know what your favorite color is that's a lot of pressure that's so cute (laughs) (laughs) i can't get a read on you out here responses and reactions to things just throw me through loop. I love it. Unpredictable. Uh, unpredictable. A sign of a cancer. So unpredictable. They're very uh, unpredictable. Now we're going to take a little break and return with your guest, Bita Judaki. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. back with Bita Judaki. <laughs> what three adjectives would you use to describe yourself? <clears throat> what the hell? Okay, sorry. <laughs> Can we end this? Sorry. And that's it, folks. That's five things. Thanks for having me. Thanks, for coming on. I mean, no, no. Let me let me do this. Let me, let me what do you want to do? How do you want? To, you don't want to play improv games. No, no. You don't want to answer questions. What do you want from me, Vita? Okay, okay. La- laughs. Laughs a lot. Laughs that's, a lot. That's an obvious one. I like that. Um, I like your laughs. Thank you. Um. 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 I guess mysterious is what you said. I said that. Would you describe yourself as that, though? Well, I, I, that's, I've gotten that a lot, so <laughs> I guess, yeah. You don't disclose <laughs> anything about yourself. No one knows anything. Who do you feel like knows you the most in this world? What? Come on! <laughs> what kind of questions are these? I haven't even finished the first one. <laughs> are these bad questions? Am I a bad host? 
No, they're too good. They're personal. Too my friends personal. like roast me all the time for these kind of questions. They call it roast questions. Like I'll be in an Uber with us. And I'm like, sir, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Oh and, my god. And my friend is just like, not now, Roche. When uh, what do you like about improv? What draws you to improv and comedy and writing actually? Because you're a children's writer. <clears throat> Um, actually, I actually do have a, a, a question for you about your, <laughs> do you, are you able to write the kind of jokes for children's shows that you want to? Cause you write for children's shows. Yes. You that. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I do you still, find that you have to like, yeah. Like, Cause kids, kids like, it's like a lot of preschool shows mm-hmm. to write for. And I don't think preschoolers yet understand or can comprehend like, really wordy jokes so it's a lot of like physical humor right um which is not what I usually I wouldn't call myself like a physical comic or Mm -hmm. you know I don't I stand still a lot (laughs) (laughs) in improv but you're able to write those those jokes still. You're like, okay, a kid would find this funny if someone had a bucket on their head and couldn't see and slipped on a banana peel. And... Exactly. But yeah. what would you, if you could write, if you're like kids, I'm able, they let you write a joke. They're like, whatever kind of joke you want to write. Don't worry about it being age appropriate, whatever. What would you want to write? Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I like that you essentially grade my questions with your your like size and you're like ugh I'm like oh okay another bad one <laughs> they're not bad they're not bad like how would you answer that question <laughs> how, what kind of jokes I would want to write for kids yeah dark freaking dark. dark dark things that don't make sense I was a I feel like my humor as a kid was weird and uh, I found a show that catered to that and that really it meant a lot to me what was that? What was that show? It's called The Mighty Boosh. It's a British oh. show uh, with Noel Fielding, Julian Barrett. It's just wacky and it's random. And at that time that I discovered it, it was exactly my humor. Okay. I think as an adult, I discovered I Think You Should Leave, which is also it's like exactly my humor, which is I, most comedians I talk to, they also love it. And so right. it's like having... It's so it's so nice to be able to tell jokes that you like, um, but also finding an audience for it, and finding the, the jokes that you like is so great because, like I, I, I we know humor is subjective. When people are always like, I don't think Dane Cook is funny. It's like that's fine. Someone does. Like that's okay. A well, lot like, of gonna, people do. A lot of people do. But <laughs> cancel this person because you don't think they're funny. We're just gonna like don't go to their show. Like pe- the people who want to go to their show will go to their show. Everyone's got their fan base and their audience, and that's. What's so nice for them too is that everyone dreams of the moment where they're doing a show that people come to see them, right? When mm-hmm. you're like the headliner and then you don't have to worry. You, you're also a bit more at ease because you're like, I can tell the jokes I want to tell, which make it easier for me because people are coming here to see this. I think the hard part about being a comedian is the, in the beginning is finding your voice, that like self-consciousness and like some people try to cater. It's like you're trying to cater to an audience. You're like trying to be funny when it's really like all you have to do is try to be you and then hopefully the right audience will find you and then the work kind of does itself it's not easy in this day and age you have to like hustle to get there but Mm. I think that's the point that people want to get to is that the fans find them and that we just feel eternally loved and like 
we'll do something and it won't be for everyone, but there will also do something and someone will like it. Like it's, at the end of the day, someone's not going to like something you say and someone, another person will like the exact same thing that you said. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't so have fun. to worry about, you know, kids being like, boo and crying and getting <laughs> fired, what kind, what, what kind of stuff would you like to write? Um, what kind of stuff do I want to write? I don't know. I don't know, man. I guess. <laughs> uh, I guess what's I like darker. Your life. What's going on with you? Oh, um, what's going on with me? Not a lot. Just like writing and <laughs> doing comedy, and um, that's about it. Do you feel? Are you enjoying? Is it like a? Do you kind of wake up and you're like, dream come true? Like I'm living the like the life that I wanted I'm, I'm a writer or do you feel like there's a, still a part missing or you're still chasing something um um well I never like identified as a writer so it's a little bit weird but um like I always thought writing was my weakest uh the weakest thing I did um interesting so it's like weird that all these writing opportunities are coming to me <laughs> um but yeah what's that like if you if you are a writer professionally your career like you are getting paid to write and you're writing Mm -hmm. quite a bit and you're getting more opportunities to write Mm -hmm. and you're still having difficulty identifying as a writer when do you think it's gonna come like when do you feel like you'll believe it you don't strike me as like a fake it till you make it kind of person like if you just one day just forced yourself to start calling yourself a writer believing it do you feel like that would work or would it make you uncomfortable um I don't yeah I don't think that would work on me I think maybe just doing it for longer and yeah maybe just doing it for longer would help it still feels like so new sorry go on no it feels new to you it feels so new it feels like it can be taken away at any second you know it doesn't feel right concrete yet if that makes sense interesting okay and you don't feel that way with sort of stage comedy stand-up or improv no actually because that i guess that's what i more um have identified with for like more than half my life now Mm -hmm. Um, so it sounds like a time thing like the longer because you told me once you're like i've been doing this for over 10 years yeah do you think there's like a a mark like a specific number of years that it is when you hit it you don't feel like it'll be taken away anymore you have autonomy over that maybe yeah maybe it would seem so That's interesting. Yeah, I think I think I I'm I could I'm a little bit similar because uh, I was doing another podcast and someone asked me what I wanted to be introduced as and it mm-hmm. was the same thing. It's like you know, do you want to be a podcast called the podcast or do you want to be called the comedian? It was like no, no. <laughs> you do these things, yes, but like please don't call me that. <laughs> and it's it's weird. It's like who decides, right? Like do yeah. I decide what I am to someone else? And and who is that person? And why do they get the right? And why who has the authority? I guess it's you, right? Yeah, because it's like if you have a job you're that you're being hired for, the, you, that title comes with a job, right? It's like executive yeah. accountant, uh, prince, vice principal, a DP, like whatever it is, it's like you're given that title. Whether or not you feel qualified for it, like that's your title. And so in some way you're like, I have to live up to this 
because this is on me. This is what people see me as. Mm -hmm. But when you're like, comedy is uh, self-employed. So like you decide, you're your own business and you decide who you are. And it's like weird to say that. Like, it's like, I declare that my occupation is being funny. (laughs) We we say that it sounds not, it sounds braggy or boastful or that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because it's like, what if we're not? And then we just said it and who gets yeah. it? It's true. I wasn't comfortable calling myself comedian until like last year. <laughs> it's still not. It's so weird because it's, it's weird so that weird. It, 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 it's one of those words that it's like, do you mean it as a job or yeah, as an adjective? A lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, a comedian as a lifestyle would be the worst. <laughs> I use that word. <laughs> I wake up at noon. <laughs> I think as uh, usually like uh, these bringing on, if, if we're bringing on comedians and creatives, it, it can easily be like the same questions and you can get like the same stock answers. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of us go through the same things, right? It's like we were, we, we tried it. Like if I was to ask you your journey, your, your career journey, your comedy journey, like you tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Oh, oh, sorry. That, that was no, like it, a it, hypothetical question. Well, yeah, I did phrase that. I was like, if I was to ask you, if I was to ask you, I would get, like, I would get your story and that, and it's a different, unique story, but I feel like it follows the same, like, hero's arc and journey that it's like, you know, I didn't know what I was doing and then I just was figuring it out and I had imposter syndrome and. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all kind of the same. It's, it's same, same, but it's also like, it's individual. It's your own. I am curious to know your, I feel like I, I do know, know yours, but for the listeners, why don't you share? Um, uh, I started in high school. I did, uh, Canadian improv games, um, which is like this Canada wide improv competition between all these high schools. Um, yeah, I started in like grade nine, I think. And, uh, after that I like volunteered for them. I was so obsessed with improv. I volunteered for them and I like, um, met like the people I would perform with basically for the next 10 years. Wow. Um, when you're in high school. Or like yeah. I met most of them when I was like 17, 18. <clears throat> Do you still perform with them? Well, they're all in Vancouver. So not, uh, not for the last few years, but um, yeah, whenever I can. Um, and then, um, and then what? Yeah, basically, I just did improv for so long. And then I started doing stand-up maybe two years ago. Oh, okay. Only two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Why why did you start that? Well, I moved to Toronto. um, I moved to Toronto, and I was finding it hard to, like, break into the improv community. Like, it's, like, hard to get asked to do shows, and there's just, like, already so many people they already have um their friends they ask to do shows you know so I was like well I still want to perform I guess I'll do stand-up because I don't need a group I could just do that by myself right okay 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 interesting did you want to do stand-up or did you feel a bit forced I've always wanted to like I I I've tried it on and off for the last like over 10 years Mm mm-hmm and because improv kind of broke my brain because I'd be like, 
I don't need to write anything. I'm just going to go and make everything up. <laughs> right. That's why I like it. No prep. So, yeah. So then I'd like obviously bomb so hard because <laughs> I didn't write anything. And then I would, and then I like wouldn't do it again for a few years. And then I'd try yeah. again and not write anything. <laughs> bomb. But this time I took a class. I took a um, comedy bar, had, I don't think it was a comedy bar class. It was like girls rock or something like that. <laughs> it was called like girls rock. Girls rock. <laughs> yeah, I took a class and I came out with like a five minute set. So that kind of nice. got me started. Yeah. Okay. So you feel like that's working, like writing something is working for you. It's, I really like it. And then also it's, it's kind of, um, uh, developed as my writing career has developed so I'm kind of it's helping me like find not that I have found it but it's kind of helping me hone in on my creative like comedic voice which is I think something important to find I I don't really know where it is yet but it's helping me get there yeah you don't feel like you found your comedic voice I don't know I've had like people tell me recently what they think it is Mm -hmm. I'm not completely sure like do you know what yours is it's just such a strange thing to think about good question yeah um well I want to say like okay number one that makes sense why it's difficult you're having difficulty then like answering some questions if you haven't found like the voice of wherever if you're still wondering things or questioning things because um I'm reading like I'm reading this book called The Body Keeps the Score about trauma. And mm-hmm. it talks about how like our language is one of the first things to go uh, just because like our limbic brain and like that reptilian brain. Um, when you're, when things are like, you just, the, the, the language is to go. And, and it's hard. I was just doing this, like I was doing the bed post podcast recently. It's like this very same thing where they, ask, she's like, do you want to do the po- podcast about sex? And I was like, sure. And then I get on, all, she had all the questions were about sex and I had no, I couldn't answer. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. and it's like not that I've like not that I've never had sex before it's just that I I was like oh these are things that I either haven't thought about or I'm trying to figure out and so I was like why did I go why did I do that I don't know anything and, <laughs> and I think with comedy and like finding your comedic voice especially in stand-up because like you said it's just you it's like you up there with a mic and yeah. you're talking and for me what I always used to tell people and I tell myself this too but I don't I don't always do it but it's like you should be when you are talking to your friends or like people you're really close with they're at a party and you're like just telling a story and people are like oh you should do comedy it's like what did you just say right. how are you saying it what we talk because that's that's your voice the things that uh, that you ought you the way you talk to your friends and the way you when you're at parties and you tell these like funny stories that's your voice and that's what's going to make it easy to come up with material like you don't have to think of it and come up with it when people talk about how hard it is to write right yeah. and it, it jokes and it, it like it is hard but oftentimes it's hard because we're like catering to an audience you're trying to think of what's funny where like for me I personally don't think I'm I think I'm like a storyteller mm-hmm. and that my stories are engaging and I can like throw jokes into it but it's more of like how I tell a story it's just it's just my personality it's not me going up on stage and being like Costco am I right folks which mm-hmm. I also do and I also enjoy and that's like very very fun but yeah you just you do stand up as well right uh, like you said, uh, what you did of like on and off, right. like I don't really do it. 
I don't do it regularly enough. And I think it's because of the whole process of it. It's not, it's not the most enjoyable being on stage is enjoyable, but the like thing of sitting, like you get, I I don't seek stuff out. I get asked and I always say yes. If I, if I can do something, I'm always going to say yes. And I get excited and I start writing and I'm like, this is so funny. And then like when a couple days later, when you're editing it, you're like, I think this is funny. And then when you're like going over it and rewrite, you're like, this is not funny. And I'm a piece of shit and everything, I suck and everything sucks. And then you go on stage and you do fine and it's like fine. But that the mental, they just, the, yeah, the mental process of it just, I'm like, I can't go through that too often. And sometimes I think I have to keep doing it until I can get over that. But I'm also like, why? Like, I'm pretty happy in life right now. Like, why am I going to force myself to suffer and be miserable? (laughs) Because I don't really, I don't think, I'm not trying to go anywhere with stand-up comedy. I don't think it's supposed to be fun for me. So I'm just right. trying to really navigate what, what I do as, um, <clears throat> as a hobby and what's like a release. Like I do this because it's play mm-hmm. and then what is sort of a point for me to monetize and make money off of and what's going to help with that and things like that. I think that's... Right. But I think like I, I see a distinct comedy voice in you. Tell me what it is. <laughs> you're, gonna be, you're shocked and appalled. <laughs> I tell you. Uh, it's what you said. I think, you know, it's like, it's pretty dark. It's like you, you give me the, um, what's her real name in that? What's uh, April from Parks and Rec? Oh uh, yeah. Audrey Plaza. Audrey Plaza. Yeah. yeah. Very Audrey Plaza vibes, like deadpan, dark mm. humor. It's great. And you don't get that often a lot anymore. Like a no. real, like a real one. Mm. You aren't like you're, you truly are just, that. <laughs> but you still laugh, which is nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Someone like recently asked uh, if, oh God, did they ask something about like, oh yeah, like, um, is there anything I do, I did as a kid that I don't do anymore? And I was like, I actually still do everything that I liked as a kid. <laughs> and I think it's because like improv, doing improv forces you to like keep your inner child when a lot of other people it goes away because they become real adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's one thing that's good yeah. about improv. <laughs> yeah. When I teach classes, people uh, always ask like ha- questions that the answer is always just like time. They're like, how do I get to here? And it's like reps. You just got to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And when it's the same for like, how do I integrate this into my own life? Or how do I get- make myself like a little bit sillier? And it's like, you do it until it becomes a habit. Whereas like when you start doing improv in an everyday life before that, someone might say something and I would answer it so seriously. And then you do improv and, and then some, for some reason your answers in a professional setting are like, what are you scared? And that might be like fucking annoying to some people, but also like, you know, it's, it's like if you watch kids talking and they just say shit like that and you're like, who talks like that? Like that's, but we are conditioned to, to not, right. We're conditioned to like, just be all serious and, do you have the Jenkins files and blah 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 um, <laughs> but we probably sound like idiots to other people but I'm also like regular people aren't listening to this so hopefully <laughs> people are like yeah yeah play um, okay I have one last question for you I hope it's an easy one okay Vita. if it's not I'm gonna fucking be pissed <laughs> <laughs> take your time and think about it what's your favorite joke to tell uh, 
Favorite joke to tell? Like a knock knock joke or like uh, any joke you want. Uh, what's my favorite joke to tell? What's yours? Okay, just give me an example, please. Uh, okay. Um, why was six scared of seven? Oh, cause seven, eight, nine. Cause seven was a registered six offender. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, folks. This has been Peter and Jackie. Thank you. Um, I don't know, Mom. Do you have one from that five-minute set that you created from that class? Not really. Um, just five okay. minutes of nothing good. Okay, wait. Let me Google. Give me one second. What are, you, what are you typing into Google? What's a good joke? <laughs> you know what? Let me type the same thing in and see if our answers. I want to know what your Google will give you. Because you know how it's like algorithm based? But I want to put the exact same question. What'd you type yeah. in? What's a good joke? Okay, wait. There's one I want to tell. It really speaks to me. Yeah, I want to hear it. Like your own joke or. Oh, no. Okay, so a woman gets on a bus with her baby. The bus driver says, ugh, that's the ugliest baby I've ever seen. The woman walks to the rear of the bus and sits down fuming. She says to a man next to her, the driver just insulted me. The man says, you go up there and tell him off. Go on. I'll hold your monkey for you. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good that was really good uh thanks again to beta do jacket the sonar network and bad dog comedy theater your support makes a difference and you can donate today by going to baddogtheater.com five things is produced by myself and bad dog theater and we couldn't do it without our amazing tech sean murray and of course i'm your host roche abdullah hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.